Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Well, hello and welcome to the following on podcast, where we take a look at the day's play and an in-depth look of the match we've just been commentating on, England against the West Indies in the fourth T20 international of this five-match series. England were victorious by 34 runs. They lost the toss and were put into bat and posted 193 for six in their innings. England made two changes. Uh, from the uh, side that was uh, put out in the fourth game of the uh, series, uh, sorry, in the third game of the series, uh, Sam Billings and Chris Jordan uh, coming into the side for Harry Brook and uh, George Garton. And 193 uh, for six was put on the board as Moen Ali top scored with 63 from just 28 balls, one four and seven sixes the uh, skipper hit. Jason Roy, 52 from 42, five balls and three sixes for him. James Vince weighing in with 34 from 26, two fours and two sixes. Uh, the West Indian bowling, Jason Holder, once again, the most successful in terms of wickets. He took three, uh, but uh, took a bit of tap, actually, as he went for three for 44 in the end. So it was 9.7 and over for the West Indies to try and make 194. Uh, they were restricted to 159 for five from their 20 overs. Kyle Mayers top scoring with 40. Jason Holder made 36. 20s from Brandon King and Nicholas Puran, but they were held short, and it means we have a winner-take-all game on Sunday in the decisive match. Former England fast bowler Jay Dernbach alongside me for this one. Good game of cricket and a good performance from England. Yeah, exactly what they would have been looking for. Bounce back from that loss the other night. Important game for them to, to obviously take it to a decider to go 2-2 in the series. I thought there were some really good bits from the England team, stuff that they needed to get right. I thought Mo and Ali's innings was absolutely blistering. He played some outstanding cricket shots to really take the game away from the West Indies. They had a part where they create a lot of pressure. Didn't look like we we're going to make it to 160, 170 at one stage. 
but his acceleration through that innings really got us to where we ended up 193 in the end. And then two or three of our lads put their hands up. Chris Jordan, beautiful spell of bowling this evening. Reese Topley, Mo Ali himself in with a couple of wickets. So all in all, very polished performance. Let's talk Mo and Ali, because you mentioned some of those shots. I mean, they were glorious. They were proper cricket shots that were just extended through, and some of them weren't even extended through. The punch drive off of the low full toss that landed on the player's pavilion roof was just a thing of beauty. He is such a quality cricketer, isn't he, Mo and Ali? He's just so nice on the eye, so elegant. Looks like he's got so much time. And the thing is, I'm not sure how many better strikers of the cricket ball there are when it comes to the end of the innings. He, he seemed to... Seemed to pace his innings beautifully well, gave himself enough deliveries to get in and really utilise a short boundary. It looked like the West Indies almost tried to second-guess a lot of the time. This series, they've been successful throwing the ball wide of the off-stump to, to him. Tonight, it looks like he's counteracted that by getting himself outside off and to really get himself in line with the deliveries and get the ball where he wants it to go. And that was the important bit tonight. And he, uh, he got full value for shot, that is for sure. Uh, the West Indies made a couple of changes to their team as well. Uh, Shea Hope and Fabian Allen uh, missed out with Carl Mayers coming in at the top of the order and then Dominic Drakes as well. Um, Mayers, 40 from 23, two fours and four sixes, certainly gave England plenty to think about with his partnership opening up with uh, Brandon King at the top of the order. They put on 64 for the first wicket in seven overs and two balls. Yeah, he looks a good player, didn't he? He certainly took the game to England. Shots all around the ground, good improvisation. But again, it just goes to show in T20, if you stay with the rate for five or six overs as the West Indians did, if you, that next five or six overs isn't built upon, you can find yourself behind the eight ball. And then soon enough, the rate had crept up to mid-11s. And at that point, they were always clutching at straws. So it was a big period in those middle overs. And we had Adil Rashid to come on, do what he does. And Mo and Ali, of course, to get his two for 22 with his offspin. Yeah, I mean, that was the thing, isn't it? Of, of putting out a score that is a run rate of 9.65, it means the opposition have to go from the outset. Otherwise, they've got problems. Uh, let's hear from the West Indian captain, Kyron Pollard. He's speaking with Mark Butcher. So coming out and talking to us. Um, I wonder if you can reflect back on, on the game, uh, going back to sort of almost like the, the changes you made in the team. If you'd known what you know now about the way the surface played, would, would Fabian Allen perhaps have, have been a better pick than, than Drake's? And would you have bowled more overs of spin? Hossein didn't bowl out. Again, I think it was it's a game of two halves. Um, obviously, it spun in the night. We, we, we bowled in the day. It didn't yeah. spin that much in the day as well. So, again, you know, we could look at nitpick at, at certain things, mm -hmm. but there was a reason in playing Drake's today, trying to use the angle because of the size of the field. And I thought he was a bit unlucky, you know, a couple edges, you know, going over the boundary, mm -hmm. one going on third man. He could have easily gone, you know, two for 16, and it would be a different scenario. So, again, we can look at that, but I really believe that in the back end of the innings is where we let it slip a bit. Yeah, I mean, that, the 18th over, I'll, I'll probably ask the same, same thing, thing to Moeen when I speak to him, but that, that was the, the killer, wasn't it? 28 off jo of Jason's, um, uh, what was it, the 18th over of the innings. He'd been so good for you up until that point right the way through the series, and then one over and, and bang, away it goes. Yeah, and that's the nature of T20 cricket. It only takes, you know, six balls or a couple hits, you know, to get you, you know, away, you know, from where you actually wanted, because you're looking to high up a 160, 170, a total would have been chaseable, but they get in, you know, to, to 190 or, you know, just put that extra 20 runs out of our reach. But... You know, I thought, you know, right till then, we didn't win a chance. And anyway, we started with the bat, I thought we had a very, very good chance. Again, you know, we sort of slowed up in the middle, mm. um, lose, not losing wickets.
tickets, but we were a bit slow. But again, you know, these things happen. Um, what, what is good is that, you know, the guys continue to learn and I continue to see the enthusiasm in that dressing room. Adil Rashid has been a, a big thorn in your side in, in recent times. Um, what are you going to be able to do to sort of negate his threat better tomorrow? Well, I won't tell you right now what we're going to do. <laughs> but what I'm going to say, he has bowled exceptionally well throughout the series. Um, he has used the dimension, he has used the wicket. And, you know, his different variations, you know, sort of peg us back a bit. But I thought, you know, last game we batted him well. You know, getting 20 out of his four overs and, you know, going after the other bowlers. So I think tomorrow is going to be an even game. We're going to play in the middle of the of the, of the the oval. So both sides are going to be equal. So it's going to be a good shootout tomorrow, please, God. Yeah, well, you've um, you've certainly made uh, everybody here very happy in levelling up the series for that last match. Um, another stunning performance from, uh, from members of your team. Thank you for speaking with us this evening. And we look forward to seeing you tomorrow. Thank you. Karen okay. Pollard speaking with uh, Mark Butcher. If you were with us before the, uh, the, the match started, we were talking about a situation with Odin Smith and various reports in the, in the West Indian media that apparently there was a fallout and there's, there's problems with team selection. I just wonder if that was maybe, maybe just present a little bit. When Mark Butcher asked about team selection and maybe you should have gone with Fabian Allen, I just spotted... The, Kyron Pollard's jaw just sort of clench ever so slightly. I, I think he's getting a bit sort of... And, and this is always true, isn't it, Jay Dernbach? Uh, the captains get a bit antsy about team selections. Oh, why didn't you pick him? Why didn't you do this? Why didn't you do... You know, we can all be a Monday morning quarterback. I just sense that Kyron Pollard got a bit twitchy there. Yeah, for a big man, I'm not sure you want to be upsetting him too much, but he certainly did look like it aggravated him a little bit, but I'm sure he's had to feel a lot of unwanted questions, I guess, over the last 24 hours with reports that are coming out from the West Indies about Odin Smith. But I think that's that's the beauty of cricket, or hindsight, certainly. I mean, Mo and Ali said it at the toss that he thought it was going to spin in the second innings, and it did. Quite interesting that the West Indies didn't see it that way, bearing in mind they're at home. So horses for courses, I guess, but also from a West Indies point of view, I'm not sure they know what their best 11 is just yet. They've got a lot of young guys in their squad having a chance to have a look at them. It's not the worst thing. Uh, Barry Wilkinson, our West Indian commentator, is with us here on the uh, following on podcast. Um, so generally speaking, Barry, I mean, we've, we've seen mayors at the top of the order, 40 from, from 23. That seemed to be an experiment that, that, that worked enough and, and one worth sticking with. Yeah, look, the thing about it is Carl Mears and, uh, of course, Brandon King, they opened for the West Indies in the last three games for the West Indies A-team when they played in New Zealand in a series in first-class cricket. It worked really well for the West Indies then, and I think I'm just beginning to wonder if they might want to develop them as a pair not only not only in uh, the form, of course, of uh, T20 cricket, but going forward if they want to perhaps think of them as a pair. Like I said, they, they did it in three games in New Zealand when they played A-team cricket in first-class matches. And as a left-hand, right-hand combination, uh, they're quite exciting. And uh, I think that it worked well today, and we can see that some more once Evan Lewis is not available because he's still the first-choice opener. He had COVID against Ireland. I'm not quite sure what happened that he didn't play against England. But I think if Evan Lewis is available, yes, he'll come in. But it's an option for the West Indies going forward, and it worked really well today. Uh, just on um, Kyron Pollard in that final over, um, mathematically, of course, it, it was against them. But were you surprised that it, when the third ball of the over, he just played that forward defensive and turned it round the corner for the single? Just that 
it seemed to give an odd um, sort of signal out that the captain of the West Indies had basically given up and said, well, we can't possibly win this. And the next ball, I'm still convinced, was a no ball, even though it wasn't called. It, it seemed odd that he'd, he'd given it away. They gave up quite early. From the time Karen Pollock got out, it didn't seem like the West Indies... No, uh, correction. From the time Jason Holder got out, it didn't seem like the West Indies felt that they could have won the match. And that's surprising. It's surprising given how competitively they've played in the four games or the three games prior to this. And what I know of Karen Pollard when he plays some Mumbai Indians. You're talking about someone who is the most dynamic and fantastic finisher in IPL cricket. Who, what I saw out there today in terms of his finishing gave up really early. I'm sure that he could have given it a much better effort, in my opinion. Well, I'm delighted to say that the uh, England captain and the player of the match for this uh, 40 international, Moen Ali, is joining us uh, here on TalkSport 2. Moen, thank you very much for joining us. Congratulations as well. That was a cracking team performance. Yeah, it was. Thank you very much, first of all. Um, yeah, it was an amazing performance by the guys. I'm really proud. I thought... Uh, we batted well, we started really well. Well, we started quite slowly, but it was that sort of wicket. And then once you get in, you can get going. And uh, Jason in particular and Vinci put a brilliant partnership on. Um, we finished brilliantly with a bat. And then I thought with the ball we were outstanding tonight, I thought in particular at the death, I'm really proud of the boys. At the toss, you said you, you could have quite happily sort of gone either way, ball first or bat first. But being able to get first use of that surface really did seem to work in your favour in the end. Yeah, it did. And it was a wicket we batted on last time I won the game as well. So we kind of kind of knew the pitch would be decent to bat first on. So I wasn't actually too fussed about losing the toss. Um, I probably would have bowled first anyway, which would have been wrong. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm actually glad we lost the toss. I've got to ask you about your own innings, Moeen. 63 from 28, seven sixes, the most you've hit in a T20 international innings, plus one four. My favourite one was the, the check drive that landed on the roof of the uh, pavilion, which was just beautiful. I mean, you seem to hit it so cleanly. Yeah, I mean, early on, you just got to give yourself a bit of a chance. I think the two games in between when I've not got any runs, I've trying to go quite hard early and then I almost reminded myself that I need a bit of time and then can go. Um, but yeah, I, I think that was my favourite shot as well. Um, I enjoyed that one the most. But um, yeah, I'm really happy that I can contribute to the team winning and that's really important to me. Mo, Jake, Dan back here, bud. Well played tonight Hi, to you and the boys. Um, I just wanted to ask, where do you see yourself? Where's your best position in the T20 side? Obviously, we've got a World Cup coming up pretty soon. We've got plenty of explosive players certainly throughout a middle order where would you like to bat and where's best for you to bat for the team you know, I actually really enjoy being a bit of a floater so when Morgie like in the World Cup says to me you know go and uh, put your pads on in between with the spinners and whatever's on I really enjoy that because I feel like I'm quite important and um, I can make a contribution and I get that clear sort of role and then um, I can um, just go in and play so I don't really have a number uh, but I, I like getting in there when we need to go for it and stuff. And sometimes it comes off, sometimes it doesn't. But I enjoy playing the way I played tonight in particular. Uh, put bowlers under pressure and I just give myself a bit of a chance. Um, but we do have a brilliant side and we have some excellent players who are missing. So it is quite difficult at times, but um, I don't mind being a bit of a floater, to be honest with you. You mentioned players missing. Of course, you're doing the captaincy job as well for, yeah. for these games. How are you enjoying that? Yeah, I love it. I, I, I do it obviously in domestic cricket and stuff and um, I love situations like today where we defend well and all that kind of stuff. Um, 
Uh, yeah, so it's I, I do really enjoy it. it. Keeps me in the game and stuff like that. So uh, you can. The only thing I find difficult is sometimes under bowling myself. But um, you know, I, I really I do enjoy it. It's, it's an absolute honor and pleasure to, in particular, capture my cap, uh, country. Now I gather we're going to be on a strip tomorrow, <laughs> basically bang in the middle of the block. So there's going to be no yeah. short side, um, which yeah. I suppose is how it should be really for a decider. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's perfect, perfectly set up. Winner take all game. Yeah, and it's not it's actually not too much of a short it's a wind more than anything. It's a wind wind factor. You get it up in the air and it goes. So um yeah, I mean uh, I'm really excited and really happy we won tonight because it keeps the series alive and um it's a great opportunity again for us to win a win a series against a good side on difficult wickets here. So it's the one thing we've struggled with in the past on wickets like this and um we we've got some exciting players, young players as well. So um, also, and, and for a big one tomorrow. You, you mentioned the young players, and what would it mean maybe for England to win this series with a lot of you know big names, established names in this side, not even making the plane for for this trip to, to go to the West Indies and win a five match series? What, what would it mean for the, for this group of players to, to be able to come back with a victory if you can see it through tomorrow? It means a lot. I mean, winning uh, is a habit, and it's something you know we want to try and do. It's not the be all and end all at the minute because. Obviously, the World Cup is far away, but it gives a lot of confidence and it breeds a lot of confidence in the team. But I think for the younger guys in particular, um, it'd be great. I think some guys have really stepped up and been brilliant so far. Um, but it means it means a world, man. Winning a series is winning a series, no matter who against and in foreign conditions and against a brilliant, against a very good team actually, because they they have some so much power in their team and they're very scary actually to bowl at. So um, yeah, big one tomorrow and hopefully win the series. Moe, thank you very much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and go well tomorrow. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today 
to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, truly the best place to be a cricket fan. Thank you. Mo and Ali joining us uh, here <laughs> on TalkSport 2. Um, yeah, interesting that, though. Doesn't really like a set role. Quite, quite happy to float as he feels it brings the best out in him, Jade. Yeah, I think, again, uh, we've touched on it before. It's, it's, I think that's what Morgs has brought to the side, is that freedom to be able to go out and express yourself. Doesn't matter where you bat. The likes of Jason Roy opening up at the top. Josh Butler or even Banton coming in to this series. I think that's the kind of confidence he instills in his players. Now it's good to see Moens bringing that in whilst he's got the reins and he's captain. But I've got to admit, I love seeing him at four, just having the opportunity to build an innings and then really put his foot down when he saw necessary, completely changed the dynamic of that innings. Steve Harmison is uh, with us. Uh, he's been part of the commentary team as well, of course, here on uh, Talks 4 2. Uh, Harmy, well, what a cracking game of cricket, first and foremost. Yeah, it was fantastic, Macker. It was, um, I thought it was a clinical and professional performance by England. I thought they were led beautifully by Mo and Ali. He had a bit more time to think about how he was going to lead the group, different plans he was, they were going to make, and obviously. He had a bit of time to, to think about that in the deers coming in because obviously Owen Morgan went out literally, I think, about an hour or 40 minutes before the, before the game on Wednesday. and uh, It was a difficult game for him on Wednesday to captain because of the goodness of the pitch and the way the West Indies played. So I thought that was more clinical by, by England. I thought they executed their plans fantastically well. Some of their death bowling was back to CJ. You know, Chris, Chris Jordan at his best. He hit the white line you know, very, very nicely. But I thought the, the game was won not only with Moen in the bat, but I thought the game was won between the 7th and the 13th over. Uh, Moen Ali bowled a couple of overs. Adil Rashid was, was unplayable for 2020 cricket. He's googly. Brandon King and uh, Ro uh, Roverman Powell just couldn't pick him at all. Uh, an over from Livingston, an over from Jordan. And I thought that was where the game was won for England. I thought the squeeze that they had just after the power play was uh, was why England got over the line and got the victory and take us to what was going to be a fantastic end to what's been a brilliant series. Talked what? about England players missing um, and how good this England side is with the players that's missing and where people can bat. I agree with Jared. I think Moen is better at the higher up in the order. But unfortunately, when you've got the likes of Roy Besto, Butler... Stokes, Morgan, Livingston. It is very, very difficult to work out what a good batting order is. I, I keep saying many, many times in this 2020 side, all seven get padded up. Send Jason and Joss out first and fastest to the pitch for whoever gets out to go because that's what we've got as a, as a batting unit. I think they're that good. So I just think it's been a, a, an excellent night for the England cricket team. So with that in mind, England have made a couple of changes from games one to two, and then there were five changes in the end. They planned to make four changes for the fourth game. It was a couple of changes for this. This was arguably their most complete performance, Harmy. So as we've got a series decider uh, in the final game, all things being equal, would you expect them to be unchanged for tomorrow's final match? I think we might see one change. I think we might see Tamar Mills come out. I'm just not sure who would come in. I think back-to-back -back games, I think on the body, I think needs must on Reese Topley, and he looks in good order. So I think you've got to keep Reese Topley playing. I think he's been fantastic. Um, he's had the bit between his teeth. and Reese Topley needs, not England, or oh sorry, Reese Topley needs Reese Topley 
to stay fit now because I think that we I talked to him a couple of days ago. He seems as though he's at a turning point with his body. He seems to get more and more bowling inside him and more and more days inside him consecutively without getting injured. And I think Reese Topley needs that because if he does, then uh, if he can play the longer format of the game, what an option that would be. You know, the tall swings it, hits the deck quite hard. Um, so I think Reese Topley has to, to come out and play tomorrow. Whether Mills' body will let him, I think the other options are, are low in confidence. Do they go back to Mahmood? Do they go back to Garton? Do they give David Payne a chance to stake a claim and go and play in his debut? That would be a, that would be a huge ask. But it wouldn't surprise me with this, this England side, the challenge in their bowlers. So there might be one change. And if there is one change, it would be, it would be Mills would come out. And that would be on fitness, I think, more than, more than anything else. Um, the batting department, I don't see there being any need for change. And I would imagine the West Indies will be thinking about possibly getting the leg spinner into the game. Um, after seeing what we've seen last Saturday on the pitch, which was horrendous, really. It was a poor pitch. That's the, my only concern about 24 hours' time. Hopefully we're not sitting here and talking and marvelling about what a great series it was, but a poor pitch to end the series on. And that would be something that would be disappointing. Yeah, on that, we're on one right in the middle of the block. Karen Pollard revealed that in the, uh, the post-match interview. So from what you've seen, Harmy, is that a good thing or a bad thing? No, it's a bad thing to me. It's a bad thing for me. I, I just don't see how that pitch can get any better. I thought the pitch tonight, it was similar to the one last Sunday. It's had a week of sun. I mean, it's been open to the elements. The groundsman's just watered the whole square there and he's now got the covers on. So we're going to play in the middle of, of, the, of the square. I don't think the size of the boundaries makes a great deal of difference. I think the wind has helped. I think Mo and Ali said in, in, his, in his interview, the wind has helped going over to the short side of the ground. That will still be there tomorrow if the wind's up. Um, I just hope that the pitch that we play on tomorrow has got better. But my experience out here and... Knowing what we know, this surface might be the talking point at the end of the game tomorrow on a low-scoring affair. I'll ask you, Harmy, the question I asked Mo and Ali, and we'll, we'll also get Jay to answer it as well. With the squad that England have got out here, with so many big-name players unavailable because they were involved in the Ashes series, if England were able to get up and win this five-match series away to the West Indies... How much of, a, how much of a, a shot in the arm, how big would it be for England to win this series with this group of players? Oh, massive. Absolutely massive. I think it's great. Um, I said at the start, so excited to see this group of players go out and play. Six, seven players missing from what you'd probably think was as the World Cup squad. Um, and it's given not only Morgan food for thought, Mo and Ali food for thought, I had a conversation with Mo on the pitch at the start of the game and talking about how he wants to challenge his bowlers. Yeah, England want to be in a position to get runs on the board and then challenge the inexperience of, of the bowlers. Uh, and England have done that, which has been fantastic. I think this has been a new look West Indies side who have played some fantastic cricket. And it's always difficult to come out here and play. We talk about going to Australia in the Ashes. You know, England are going to come here in March for test matches. You know, they haven't won since 2004, and I think it was in the 50s before that for a, from a series win. So it is a difficult place to come out and play. Both squads 
West Indies rebuilding, England having a look. It's been an excellent series. And if England can go and win tomorrow, it's just another tick in a, a box of us. This fantastic unit, white ball unit that Morgan, Silverwood, Collingwood um, and England have, have produced. Jade, your thoughts on that one? I think it's an interesting one. It's obviously, I think any series you play for your country, play for England is massive. Certainly out in the West Indies where they love their cricket. They're obviously taking it seriously. They're having a look at a lot of players, trying to find their best 11, just as we are, trying to see what our fringe players can do. And I think, I think tomorrow, actually, Harmi, I, I think it's a, it would be a good opportunity to bring David Payne into the side. I think we've seen, we've seen what Mills can do. We know what Mills can do. He hasn't had the greatest of trips. And I think if Archer comes back into the side, might he struggle to play in the World Cup, potentially? I think it's a good opportunity to have a look at David Payne. If the wicket is a little bit suspect, he's got some change-ups we can look at, maybe a bit more pace on that surface, might play into the West Indies' hands. Who knows? But I think it's been a good trip to have a look again, look at Salt coming into that side in the middle order where he's never really batted, played fantastically well the other day. And yeah, today, complete performance and we get the victory. So it all goes down to tomorrow night. No, I agree. I agree. I'd love to see David Payne get a game. And that means everybody that's been out here has had a game, has had some experience. Um, I'm not a big fan of giving caps for the sake of giving caps, but I think David Payne deserves his cap to come out here and play. Um, everybody else has had a chance on a tour where we're giving people a chance. George Garton had a chance and it was expensive. Saki Mahmood had two chances, it was expensive. Um, Reese Topley's took his chance. Tamil Mills has been a little bit expensive. Can he play two games in two days? Um, Chris Jordan had a rest, but I, I don't think you're going to leave Jordan's experience out going into a decider. So if England are thinking that Mills can't play tomorrow, well, then the options are going back to somebody who's been expensive or seeing what a new bloke can do. Well, that's, for me, the exercise of the tour. So I would give David Payne a go tomorrow just simply because everybody else has had a go and we're on a fact-finding mission on, on seeing what the fringe players can do if we get to Australia and we've got a lot of injuries. The bigger pool, the bigger the pool, the better for me. Harley, just a final thought in the fact that um, there's been so many British fans in the stand for England. I mean, we know that they normally pile into the Caribbean when England go there. Um, but they really are helping to make a cracking atmosphere for these games. You know, it's only 50% capacity, the maximum that it can have. But so many Brits out here. And obviously with the COVID issues and travel restrictions and all of that, I mean, you, you've been talking to the players a lot, as, you, as you've told us. They must really appreciate what the supporters have, if you like, been through to actually get there and, and watch these games. 100% Macker and not only that to go that little bit further on that it's not as secure bubble as what it has been in the past so with the fans not only being in the ground they're in Barbados so the players are walking from the, the hotel to a restaurant and the scene the human element again is coming back for them interacting with people asking a play, uh, the, the supporters asking how the players are supporters getting thanks for, for being out here and showing their loyalty and their support for the team. So I think that is so important for the players as well, to not only to feel wanted and feel supported and feel loved like we always do when the Barmy Army and very other tourist groups come out here. But I think the England, England team have put on a show, as so have the West Indies team. And the atmosphere inside the ground has been 
has been muted from a normal Caribbean white ball leg of a trip that you'd have normally. You know, the band going and music playing and full house going. But I think from what we've had in the last two years, I think we've had, you know, we've had fantastic support throughout this four match series. And the only time the, quiet, the, the, the crowd was quiet was on that first day, first game on Saturday because the pitch didn't allow for shot making. pitch didn't allow for big sixes and fours. I just hope we don't get that tomorrow. Let's try and stay positive. So England have won the fourth game. 193 for six they put on the board. They restricted the West Indies to 159 for five. They win by 34 runs. It's two apiece going into a winner-take-all decider on Sunday evening. We'll be back at 7.30, just before the toss, for that all-important game. Thanks to all the commentary team this evening as we brought you another belter here on TalkSport 2. So, we're about to get underway. In comes uh, Jason Holt. Tom Manson's come down the pitch, hit high on the splice, and lobs to mid-on, and Mayers takes the catch, and the West Indies have their breakthrough. Follard, in again, now balls to Roy. Roy comes down the pitch, and he's driving this one into the hands of the keeper. Big, big edge. Hussein comes in again, and balls to Vitz, correction. Vitz is carving this one straight in the hands of Kyron Pollard at that short third man. He's gone for the cut shot yet again. It has proved to be his demise. Holder in, Moen Ali coming down, hits him back over his head. That's coming into the commentary box area for six. This is Moen Ali at his best. Here we go then, around the wicket, Holder to Moen Ali. Moen Ali moves across, flicks it over the leg side. Has he got another one? You bet he's got another one. Four sixes in a row for Moen Ali. And Moen Ali has his fourth 50 in T20 international cricket. He's brought it up off 23 balls. Moen Ali comes down the pitch, hits to the shorter side and will be caught at long on by Romario Shepherd. England lose the skipper. What an innings though from Moen Ali. 63 from 28. So England finish, bang, bang, 193 for six. Amir's this time is flicking, and that's gone over the fine leg area for six. What a shot from Carl Mears. Mears comes down, hits him over, long off. No! Jordan takes the catch, a yard in the boundary. Coming down the pitch is King to the first ball. Trying to take him down, doesn't get there, and will be caught. This delivery is bowling. Powell is bowled. A brilliant delivery there from Adil Rashid. Here he comes in again, and balls to Puran. Brand is driving flat down to long on catch yeah. taken that long on an important wicket there for Livingston in England. Karen Pollard picks up his bat, tucks it under his arm, takes his gloves off, and goes to shake the play uh, hands of the England players because England have won by 34 runs and draw the series level at two. We have a series decider tomorrow evening, winner takes all. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. 
It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you're keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.